Hello everyone, I want to be able to discuss something. I'm going to be doing more often, I'm sharing more of who I really am. So here are all the neurodiversity strengths in terms of the checklisting five pages actually. And I'm going to tell you whether I have those traits or not. Okay, personal strengths. I enjoy working independently. I have a good sense of my personal strengths and weaknesses. I learn from my past mistakes. I have persistence in carrying out assignments and activities. I am courageous in dealing with adversity and the unknown. I keep a personal diary or journal. I have a good sense of humor. I possess a sense of responsibility. I have strong opinions about controversial topics. I march to the beat of a different drummer. I handle stressful events well. I'm also known for my resilience. I have good character, meaning that I have honesty I have integrity and I have fairness. I have the ability to set realistic goals for myself. I have a sense of confidence and I have high self-esteem. I have good self-discipline. I have personal ambitions in life. I display good common sense. I possess personal vitality, my vigor, and my energy. Here are my communication strengths. I, I, explain, I, I explain ideas and concept, concepts well to others. I ask good questions. I am a good storyteller. I am a good joke teller. I have good listening skills. I handle verbal feedback, especially negative feedback well. I have good articulation ability. I am able to effectively use nonverbal cues to communicate with others. I am persuasive in getting people to do something. I have good assertive skills without being pushy. So here are my emotional strengths. I am emotionally sensitive to perceiving the world around me. I have an optimistic attitude toward life. I can tell how I am feeling at any given moment. I, I can easily pick up on the emotional state of another person. I am able to handle strong internal feelings in a constructive manner. I receive gut feelings about things. Here are my social strengths. I have leadership ability. I have a good sense of empathy for others. I enjoy socializing with others. I am good at helping others. I am kind and affectionate toward others. I have at least one good friend. I prefer working with others. I like to play board games and slash or card games with others. I have skill in refereeing disputes, conflicts between my classmates. I am polite and have good manners. I'm able to work out my own conflicts with others. I work well in groups. I volunteer my time in some worthy cause. I belong to at least one club or social group. Um, 
I have a online, well, clubhouse group I'm a part of is called my neurodiversity um, groups that I get to host and co-host and as well as be an artist participant and a listener of on Clubhouse, the app. I have a good relationship with at least one family member. I'm friendly to others. I'm good at sharing with others. I follow class rules well. I have a good relationship with at least one teacher in, in my school. I have good personal hygiene. I trust others without being taken in. I am liked by my peers. So here are my cognitive strengths. I have good organizational skills. I have good study skills. I'm able to use cognitive strategies, for example, my positive self-talk and solving problems. I'm able to pay close attention to details. I have a good short-term and long-term memory. I'm able to think ahead. I am able to become totally absorbed in activity. I can easily divide my attention between two or more activities. Here are my cultural strengths. I have traveled to other countries. I speak more than one language. I'm actually teaching myself. Um, my goal for 2022 is to teach myself how to speak other languages. So stay tuned. I am tolerant of others who have cultural, ethnic, and racial differences. I have pride, healthy pride, in my own cultural, ethnic, and racial background. I like to find out about historical events around the world. I enjoyed learning about different cultural traditions. I've been to Italy, England, and Croatia, for example. So here are my literacy strengths. I enjoy reading books. I have good reading comprehension. I enjoy doing word puzzles or playing word games. I'm a good writer in one or more genres poetry, stories, reports, letters. I'm a good speller. I have a large vocabulary. I enjoy listening to audiobooks or to someone telling a story or reading out loud. Here are my logical strengths. I do well in science class. I can estimate things easily. I enjoy working with numbers and slasher statistics. I'm good at solving math problems. I have a chemistry set or other science kit that I work with at home. I have an interest in astronomy, chemistry, physics, and biology. I enjoy I enjoy logical and numbers games or puzzles like Rubik's Cube or Sudoku. I can easily calculate numbers in my head. Here are my visual spatial strengths. I have an aptitude for fixing machines. I like to create three-dimensional structures with building materials. I'm good at doing jigsaw puzzles or the visual puzzles. I'm able to read maps well. I report being able to visualize images clearly. I get information more easily through pictures and words. I'm sensitive to the visual uh, I'm sensitive to the visual world around me. My physical strengths. I have a good sense of balance. I learn material best when moving around. I like to I like to ride my bike. Well, I, I, I can't wait to get a skateboard, so I want to try it. And, or other self-empowered personal vehicle. Um, I am good at playing team sports like baseball, soccer, basketball, or football. I'm good at playing individual sports like tennis, swimming, gymnastics, or golf. I'm in good physical health. I like to dance. I'm physically strong. I'm a fast runner. I have other athletic abilities. I like to exercise. Examples are for me, weights, aerobics, jogging, treadmill, 
have good physical endurance, have good physical flexibility. Um, okay, here are my dexterity strengths. So, as a, I have a hobby, building model cars, playing ships, or the similar projects. I can't wait to do that soon. I know that when I start doing that soon, I'll be good at it because I can think that way. I display good handwriting. I like to juggle and do or do magic tricks. I enjoy handcrafts like knitting, crocheting, uh, embroidery, or needlework. I like to make things with my hands. I have good tactile ability. I enjoy arts and crafts like origami, collage, and slash with paper mache. I enjoy woodworking, carpentry, carving, and slash with mental work. I have good paint. I have good eye head coordination. Some of these things I already do, some of the things I'll be doing in the future, so I'm gonna definitely save all these things because as I grow into myself, we'll be doing more of what these strengths are, more for me to find out that I'm good at. So here we go. Nature strengths. Here my I told you my dexterity strengths, let me tell you my nature strengths. I have good rapport with animals. I'm good at taking care of plants in the classroom or at home. I am, I am sensitive to weather I am sensitive to weather patterns. I take good I take care of a pet at home or at school. I'm concerned about the welfare of the planet. For example, I am ecologically minded. I like to go hiking and slash or camping in nature. I enjoy studying nature. For example, for me, insects, plants, birds, rocks, slash or animals. We'll be doing more episodes talking more about these things over time. I have a good sense of direction. Uh, I like to hunt or fish. Share my musical strengths. I am sensitive to the rhythms of music. I enjoy playing a musical instrument. I know the music and lyrics of many songs. I have a particular interest in one or more musical genres, for example, rock, classical, and jazz. I enjoy listening to music. I have a good sense of hearing auditory acuity. I have a good sense of pitch. I have a good singing voice. I make up my own tunes or melodies with or without lyrics. I text strengths. I like to spend time using computer, tablet, or smartphone. I have a faculty for playing video games. I have a facility for playing video games. I like to surf the internet. I know how to set up audiovisual computer equipment. I like to text on the phone. I enjoy social networking, for example, blog, website, Facebook. Uh, I enjoy using a still camera, video camera to record events or express myself. I have several of my own favorite movies or TV shows that I like to talk about. I understand at least one computer language shows my high touch. Learning more about myself right now. Okay, my creative strengths. I express myself dramatically I have a good imagination. I enjoy doodling, drawing, and slasher painting. I like to act in plays and skits. I work well with clay or other forms of sculpture. I demonstrate creativity one or more school assignments. I possess a love of beautiful things. I have ideas for futuristic or fantastic projects. I come up with ideas that nobody else has thought of. Here my spirit, so here are my miscellaneous things. I like collecting things, stamps, coins, buttons. I love to cook. I have a love of learning new things. I am a good test taker. I possess a good memory for nighttime dreams. 
I'm curious about the world around me. I have a good sense of time. I manage money well. I have good fashion sense in the clothes I wear. I have good entrepreneurial skills. For example, I'm starting my own businesses. My YouTube channel. My book series. So, yes, I'm, I started my own business, meaning I'm going to do these things starting January the 1st of 2022. So my spiritual strengths. I have a deep sense of wisdom. I enjoy meditation, yoga, some other forms of contemplation. I ask big life questions. For example, what is the purpose of life? I have a strong faith in something higher than myself, meaning whoever and whatever made this world. The name to call it and how many, those are the other questions I have. Do I think there's a higher power? Yes. Am I 100% certain? No. Can I scientifically, archaeologically, biologically, and through physics prove that there is a god and or gods? No. Um, could it be possible that we chose to come here and we choose to leave when we want to? That may be possible, I don't know. Uh, can I prove any of that through any type of science? No, no I can't. Um, but that's what makes me secular and non-religious. Any questions re re regarding supernaturalism and miracles as well as scientific evidences of any supernaturalism and any miracles I can't prove any of them are they tangible I can't prove any of that either um And that's the truth. I can only tell you figuratively the concepts of supernaturalism and miracles, what they mean to me. I never use them to mean what traditionalism minded folks would say they are because I don't have any intellectual tools that scientists have to prove that these things are legit, or another way of saying it, legitimate. But what I, I always talk about, when I say supernaturalism and miracles, so if you hear me use any religious language, regarding supernaturalism and miracles. I want you to understand what exactly what I'm talking about so we can both be fully clear on what I mean, what I say. So I'm, refer I'm referencing the character traits of kindness, understanding, empathetic, compassionate, caring, humility, integrity, adaptive, honesty, forgiveness, respect, responsible, patient, generous, Loving, reliable, positive, courage, perseverance, encouraging, polite, considerate, leadership, self-control, diligent, unselfish, hardworking, smartworking, mindful, pragmatic, warm, 
strong mentally, temperate, um, any self-control, thrifty, not wasteful, cooperating, justice, uh, those types of things. So I'm figurative when it comes to all religious language, all religious customs, all religious cultures, all religious traditions, all, re- all, all the extraordinary claims in all the holy books and all things religions all things faiths and all things spiritualities i i think figurative i do not think literal so that's what i'm um i also want to make this last church statement um so yes i I have a philosophical attitude toward life um I participate in religious or other spiritual events. What does that mean for me? Meaning that I do spend time around believers. Absolutely. I also spend time around unbelievers and non-believers too. When it comes to religion, I'm a non-believer. When it comes to religion, I'm an unbeliever. Okay? Um, I'm a rationalist. Non-conformist. I'm irreligious. That's what I mean. Um, can I prove the existence of any Christ and or Christ? Can I prove the existence of a Christ figure and or Christ figures? No. Scientifically, I can't. I'm limited that way. Um, could it be possible that there's a Christ figure? Yeah. How many? Which one? I don't know. My answer to extraordinary claims in all religions, especially in their holy books, is it's possible, but I don't know because scientifically I can't prove any of these things to be true. Um, You know, when it comes, this is my last statement on religion, and I really mean it this time. I'm gonna definitely take my break from talking about it today. Um, I've been thinking deeply about myself regarding the subject of religion. Here's what I came up with. I'm so thankful that I left church building for this new reason. It's okay to walk away from toxic churches. You already know the racism I experienced when I was in Leesburg, Florida Baptist. Southern Baptist churches. And I was not empowered by any of my relatives to leave Fox News leaning, Jim Crow Esquire type churches. But I found that I decided to leave all of them because I recognize for the most part I never experienced true church. 
The fake kind was 99.9%. The 0.0.1% was my grandma Clara. Sure. And a handful of believers out of my life right now. So. The dirty politics of church buildings make me stay away. And the office politics of church buildings make me stay away as well. I also figured out this new thing I didn't mention about issues in church that I, I think I really need to bring up. Um, I think about how when I was in church, I noticed that there was this hypersensitivity to constructive church criticism. I'll give you an example. So I was watching um, a church's YouTube channel and the pastor in particular was saying, um, calling them jokers because they complained that the church was too big. And he was talking about how lives are changing and people being delivered and saved. He was for all the typical things that you think a pastor would say. And I recognize the vagueness of the answers because in church today, we don't do a good job of calling people in. Call in the critics is something that church people as a whole do a lousy job of. They don't do it. They don't call in critics. All they do is call out critics. Me, I'm about calling in the critics. I'm about calling in people. My mindset is not to call out and to make someone look bad. My goal is calling you in because I want to, people that think differently than I do, live differently than I do, know that my goal is to be inclusive to you, affirming you open to you and you belong to my life I feel that way towards my critics I feel that way towards my hecklers I feel that way towards people who disagree because I'm not a cult person I welcome disagreements I welcome constructive criticism I welcome correction I welcome my mind to be changed I welcome redirection. I welcome um, a change of heart. I welcome the reality that I could be misguided and that I need to be guided correctly. These are things that I welcome. So the podcast that is our podcast that 
I host with you because I see my listeners, you all as my co-hosts, can't have this um, without you playing a role. That's my humility. Um, I welcome growth. I welcome maturity. I welcome completeness. I welcome development. Um, and what I saw in church was a rejection of all of the above, all the things they said. I saw a rejection. I saw people mentioning what so-and-so said, whether it could be at a grocery store or bumping into them and just complaining about the church. I did not see a call in, let's have a meeting, let's talk. Let, how can we make church better, right? How can we build the church back better? And you can't do that without critics. And you can't even do that without health groups because what they say can have you think and go, okay. Now you can't please everybody, but that's not the goal of what I'm saying. I'm not even venturing into that because we all know that, but most of the criticism about the church is not meant to tear it down. It's meant to make it better. So don't worry about the small percentage of people that are just unpleasable. The ones that if you actually make the proper adjustments will be pleased by you, then focus on them. Call them in, you know? Um, schedule things with them and figure out what you can do to resemble Jesus Christ likeness on this earth. And so that's something that I church people should be doing. And I've learned that um, for me, I figured out from my heart that struggling with sin is not something church people do because you have to fight to struggle. If you're not fighting, you're not struggling. If you're not fighting for it, you're not struggling for it. If you're not struggling for it, you're not fighting for it, all right? So, this is what I mean. And I said this before, but I'm going to put a new spin to what I said earlier. So, let me talk about things that are happening in church that a lot of people really want said. So, let me tell you the truth. In church, there's abuse of authority. In church, there's abuse of dominance. In church, there is abuse of discretion. In church, there's been a history of abuse of indulgences. Um, in church, there's abuse of information. In church, there's abuse of power. In church, there's abuse of process. In church, there's abuse of rank. In church, there's abuse of the system. In church, there's abuse of trust. In church, there's abuse of supervision. In church, there's abuse of statistics. Um, in church, there's alcohol use disorder. In church, there's adult abuse. In church, there's adolescent abuse. In church, there's ad hominem abuse. In church, there's academic abuse. In, you know, in church, there's antisocial behavior. In church, there's animal abuse. In church, there's bullying. 
in church. There's child abuse in church. There's child sexual abuse in church. There's character assassination in church. There's parental abuse of children. Okay, in church, there's antisocial behavior. Uh, in church, there's child and child sexual abuse. In church, there's church abuse. In church, there's a rights abuse. In church, there's clandestine abuse. In church, there's clerical abuse. In church, there's cyber abuse and cyber bullying. In church, there's dating abuse and dating violence. In church, there's defamation. In church, there's detaining abuse. In church, there's disability abuse. In church, there's discriminatory abuse. In church, there's doctor abuse. In church, there's domestic abuse and domestic violence. In church, there's drug abuse. In church, there's economic abuse. In church, there's elder abuse. In church, there's emotional abuse. In church, there's employee abuse. In church, there's false accusations. In church, there's false allegations. In church, there's financial abuse. In church, there's flag abuse. In church, there's gaming the system. In church, there's gaslighting. In church, there's gay abuse and gay bashing. In church, there's group psychological abuse. In church, there's harassment. In church, there's hate crimes. In church, there's hazing. In church, there's human rights abuses. In church, there's humiliation. In church, there's incivility. In church, there's institutional abuse. In church, there are insults. In church, there's intimidation. In church, there's legal abuse. In church, there's lesbian abuse. In church, there's mal in church, there's negligence and mal malpractice. In church, there's market abuse. In church, there's material abuse. In church, there's medical abuse. In church, there's mental abuse. In church, there's military abuse. In church, there's mind abuse and mind control in church there's misconduct in church there's mobbing in church there's narcissistic abuse in church there's neglect in church there's negligence in church there's nurse abuse and nursing abuse in church there's online abuse in church there's passive aggressive behavior in church there's parental abuse by children in church there's patient abuse in church there's peer abuse in church there's persecution in church, there's personal abuse and personal attacks. In church, there's physical abuse. In church, there's there's torture. In church, there's police abuse. In church, there's political abuse. In church, there's prejudice. In church, there's, you know, prison abuse and prisoner abuse. In church, there's um, professional abuse. In church, there's psychological abuse. In church, there's racism and racial abuse. In church, there's ragging. In church, there's rape. In church, there's relational aggression. In church, there's religious abuse. In church, there's resident abuse. In church, there's rudeness. In church, there's satanic ritual abuses. In church, there's school bullying. In church, there's sectarian abuse. In church, there's self-abuse. In church, there's sexual abuse. In church, there's sexual bullying. In church, there's sibling abuse. In church, there's smear campaigns. In church, there's societal abuse. In church, there's spiritual abuses. In church, there's spousal abuse. In church, there's stalking. In church, there's structural abuse. In church, there's substance use disorder. In church, there's surveillance abuse. In church, there's taunting. In church, there's terrorism. In church, there's telephone abuse. In church, there's teasing. In church, there's taunting. In church, there's teacher abuse. In church, there's transgender abuse and trans bashing. In church, there's umpire abuse. In church, there are verbal abuse and verbal attacks. In church, there's workplace abuse and workplace bullying. In church, there's whispering campaigns. 
In church, there's are the psychological characteristics of abusers. In church, there's effects of abuse on victims. In church, there's abusive power and control. In church, there are the telltale signs of abuse. In church, there are characteristics of the styles of abuse. So all these things are contributing to the decline of Christianity in the world, especially in America. And these are all the final reasons why I left churches because of the lack of commitment to wisely address all these issues with the help of trained professionals and trained All these types of abuses happen outside of church too. I just want to clarify that. They happen all the other religions and the world of no religion too. I just want to say that. Um, let me finish out with this. Texthelp.com. 12 neurodiversity strengths that come from thinking differently. March 15, 2021, guest Bob Turkle. From, from observing information to drawing connections, there are several strengths that come from thinking differently, having neurodiverse teams in the workplace. Here, 12 business leaders and HR professionals share with us what they think are the biggest strengths that come from thinking differently. One, ability to recognize where you flourish. Neurodivergent people like me are often known what their strengths and weaknesses are, which is built from a lifetime of creative workarounds to allow them to reach their full potential. I recently discussed with a person on the autistic spectrum what he thought was his key strength. It was absolutely clear that because he thought differently has done all his life, he was able over time to identify what his brain was doing and therefore find suitable employment where he could flourish. For those who don't think differently, it is more difficult to deny their own niche, niche of thought. The saying once you've met one autistic person, met one autistic person is utterly true and the power comes from being able to recognize a unique strength. So yes, I have, this is Andrew with Heart Hatfield who said this. So yes, I have the ability to recognize where I flourish. Two, listen heart, change fast. One in seven people have a neurodiverse condition. It's estimated that in the global adult population that 10% are dyslexic, 5% are dyslexic, 4 have ADHD, and 1 to 2% are, are autistic. While these, are, while these statistics may signal a challenge, neurodiversity can also shine a light on a lot of strengths from thinking differently. In my experience in neurodiversity, the biggest strengths that come from thinking differently can be cultivated by leaders by simply getting to know employees. Managers and leaders can schedule monthly one-on-one meetings to seek this perspective with employees. In these meetings, it's important to listen hard and change fast. By gaining insights from people with neurodiverse conditions, employers can discover the benefits neurodiversity can bring to an organization. Brett Thalmil Marketors? So the other was neurodiverse HR into Hatfield. So yes, I listen hard and I change fast. Number three, diversity. This is by Vicky Franco Insura. Neurodiversity urges us to discuss brain diversity using the same kind of discourse that we would use when talking about biodiversity and cultural diversity. It can lead to the betterment of a company by hiring individuals that think differently and have different perspectives and opinions about problems and challenges at hand. Diversity in any sense should be seen as a strength and something that companies should try to employ more of. So diversity is a strength of mine. This is number four. This is by Michael Herrian. Care Eye Center. 
absor absorbing information. Thinking differently places you in a unique position to address challenges in a way that others would not. One of my favorite examples of this comes from Mal Malcolm Gladwell. He tells the story of David Boas, who grew up with dyslexia and struggled in the classroom. Because reading was so difficult for him, David developed incredible listening skills, allowing him to absorb extraordinary amounts of information. This skill benefited David Lynch as he worked towards his law degree. Today, he is one of the top litigators in the United States. So yes, absorbing information is a strength of mine. Five, this is by Craig Rosen, Interview Focus, Innovation. The ability to think differently and think outside of the box is an extremely remarkable skill and one that employers look for. It's considered that Albert Einstein was dull-witted during childhood but grew up to be one of the brightest minds of our time. It is all about perception. Yes, he thought differently than most people and look how he turned out. When I found the interview focus a mock interview platform, I wanted to make sure it could be used by anyone and everyone to better their interview skills. People that think differently and, and innovatively still have to get their interviews to be considered for a job. By practicing these skills, people can change how they are perceived by interviewers and they can be noticed for what matters, their work ethic, intelligence, and skill set. So innovation is a strength of mine. Six, candy in stats to facilitate joy. Passion for social justice and fairness. Many neurodivergent people are strongly focused on social justice. What some consider rigid hyper-focus on rules can be better understood as a natural tendency. What some consider Richard hyperfocus on rules can be better understood as a natural tendency to intensely believe in the import of fairness and justice. This focus on fairness combined with deep empathy leads to individuals who will fight passionately to protect the welfare of the disenfranchised in the environment. The belief that neurodivergent individuals are not empathetic is stunningly inaccurate for many. In fact, the opposite is often true. They may become so distressed by the violations of someone's rights or by seeing someone in distress they simply shut down and can't react the way that neurotypical people interpret as sympathetic. A very minor example of this is evident in the number of neurodivergent people who become physically distressed by watching someone in the movie embarrass themselves socially. The discomfort they feel watching a movie where someone endures minor social harm can transform into an overwhelming pain when they witness significant harm in the real world. So yes, I have a passion for social justice and fairness, that is an instrument of mine. Emily Banks Stack Recruitment, this is number seven, challenging old habits. My role at Stack Recruitment means I get to speak to fantastic neurodiverse job seekers on a daily basis. So I see some incredible skills and talent. I would say the biggest strength of being neurodiverse is that in itself, the ability to think differently compared to neurotypical people. I think often we get so set in our ways and so we just stick it to the status quo that we often don't have time look at new ways of doing things to challenge our own thoughts. An employer I worked with told me a story about how he hired an autistic accountant to run their account. Within a week, the new accountant had come into their financial meetings, told them everything they were doing wrong, and had come up with new ways to save money and promote their sales. Uh, the employer said he had never had anyone tell him so honestly about their financial position and save the company. Recruiting neurodiverse individuals really can have huge benefits for an employer. So, Challenging all habits is a strength of mine. Brett Chima, Tech Talent Academy, number eight, adding purposeful value. Being neurodivergent is becoming the norm and widely accepted, whether this is dyslexia, dyspraxia, autism, Tourette syndrome, or perhaps having a hearing impairment. Having lived with ADHD myself, the biggest strength I have found is adding a different perspective, adding purposeful value, including creativity and lateral thinking. Neurodivergent people also commonly hold special. Neurodivergent people also commonly hold 
highly specialized skills. So yes, adding purpose and values is a strength of mine. Nine, Rosie, Weld, and Zodak. Questioning how things are currently done in a business, in a business environment that is fast-paced and ever-evolving is a strength to have neurodiverse team members thinking differently, challenging the norms. Having, take, having taken on a task at work that had been done the same way for years, because that's the way it has always been done, my artistic mind craved to make it more efficient. For others who are complacent to follow the norm, a life lived differently means I question how things are done and seek to improve them. I have rebuilt the process which saved hours of week a week, which saved hours of work a week because my mind could not comprehend these in an efficient manner as before. Thinking differently means questioning how things are done. It means seeing solutions to problems where others don't even see a problem. So questioning how things are currently done is a strength of mine. And Anita Scott evolved in humankind. 10. Stellar Imagination. There are many gifts, but one of the greatest that no diverse individuals possess due to their minds being wired differently. Stellar imagination just leads to incredible creativity. Since, cre since creative thinking is one of the most important assets a company can have, within the last decade, companies have begun creating programs specifically targeting neurodivergent thinkers like SAP's Autism at Work and Microsoft's Autism Hiring Program. These and other companies are finding measurable success from hiring neurodiverse talent that brings their natural curiosity, logical thinking, and unique perspective to increase innovation and solve problems. To learn more about neurodiverse career opportunities from inclusive companies, I recommend checking out Exceptional Individuals. So yes, a stellar imagination is a strength of mine. 11. This is Jeff, Jeff Hot, neurodiverse content marketer. Drawing connections, number one. I think the biggest strength that comes from my experience with neurodiversity is my ability to make connections most neurotypicals miss. I have nonverbal learning disabilities, NLD. Two facets, of, two facets of my NLD are phenomenal long-term memory and, and an ability to hyper-focus on individual details. When you combine those two, you get the ability to draw connections between things that seem completely unrelated. I won't just remember something other people forget. I'll remember the one detail that ties everything together. So drawing connections is a skill set of mine. It's a drawing connections is a strength of mine. Lesson number 12. Stephanie Rano, Torchlight Hire, Better Understanding Your Consumer Base. Working in the field of recruiting for 15 years, I spent a lot of time helping clients build teams. When my daughter was diagnosed with autism a few months before her third birthday, my world changed in so many ways. For five years, I've been on a learning advocacy mission for meaningful work opportunities for neurodivergent adults. I see so many strengths for a company that supports its neurodivergent staff. An inclusive neurodiverse company is more productive, more innovative, more reflective of its consumer base, more competitive for all talent, and its total employee engagement increases. Different minds can approach a company's product, services, and business challenges with different solutions. So yes, better understanding my consumer base is a strength of mine. I have all the 12 neurodiverse strength that comes from my thinking differently. I love being neurodivergent. I love being neurodistinct. I love being neurodiverse. And I, I will definitely say this in closing. So I have personal strengths, I have communication strengths, I have emotional strengths, I have social strengths, I have cognitive strengths, I have cultural strengths, I have visual spatial strengths, I have physical strengths, I have logical strengths, I have literacy strengths, I have dexterity strengths, I have nature strengths, I have musical strengths, I have high tech strengths, I have creative strengths, I have miscellaneous strengths, um, and I have spiritual strengths.